0: In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely, even if Absolutely. you don't take them, if you have a relative that is a Christian, yes, allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah, because it's like you—you you may not want Jesus, but thrown Ooh. into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself. I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said... I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg." But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Have you ever wondered why you wake up uh, in the middle of the night? Now, there could be several reasons. I'm sure thousands, if not millions of reasons why you wake up in the middle of the night. But um, I had a moment the other day. God had to. God had to read God, revealed some things to me. Um, I've been reading this book, and um, I'm about to say the, the name of the book, the author, and no, he is not paying me for this. Um, he's, uh, this book has been a blessing to me. Um, obviously, I, I, I like reading the Bible, but uh, I like to also read other inspirational spiritual books. And this particular book here is called, and I have it here, is called uh, My Search for Prayers Satan Hates. Um, obviously, we know that there are prayers that Satan hates. And I, I like that title. It was, It's so fitting that uh, we as children of God, uh, only if we knew that we could tap into that power and that power of prayer, knowing that our prayers could really move mountains. But I know Jesus Christ through his disciples, you can move mountains only by way of fasting and praying. But f- prayer... Still works. Now, this is going to be a quick story, and it's not going to be a a, a 30 minute, no 40 minute uh, discussion. It's just something that came to my mind uh, initially when I said uh, that God woke me up. God woke me up in the the middle of the night. And in that very same book that I was reading, um, and it it happened happened to be around the same time I was reading the book, Uh, the author said, when he wake up in the middle of the night, he said that uh, he asked God, "Who do you want me to pray for?" And I was like, "Wow, that's that's very interesting because sometimes we as people, um, we could be so selfish. Uh, sometimes we only could think about ourselves and and pray for our own well being, our our careers, or uh, more money, a better car, or a house, but." Uh, this author in particular, this preacher said, "God, who can I pray for uh, today?" And it brought me back to to when uh, I was young, um, in my early twenties, and it brought me back to when I used to go out and party with my friends and, and drink, and and I just had a moment in time when he shared that. It's like God had to remind me. Um, when was the last time that I had a heart um, to pray for somebody? And I mean, pray for somebody, and I'm going to explain why. Because we could easily pray if people ask for prayer requests all the time, and we pray for them. But sometimes there's a certain prayer, a certain way that a person plead to God on somebody's behalf, that could make a difference. And I'm going to explain to you. So I went to, out to the nightclub when I was younger, and this is before I became saved. I um, went out to the nightclub drinking, um, probably was a nightclub. It was a nightclub slash restaurant. And, uh, before all the, the, the crazy people came out as like, like me, um, at the time, um, I met this woman, I met this woman, um, um, I presented the way I presented myself towards this woman. Um, she was kind of like feeling me. And I know you're probably thinking what a woman like that doing in a place like that. Right. But I believe it was God's providence that she was there. Um, she wasn't doing nothing crazy. She was just with her friends. But anyways, that's stories not about her. She probably watched this anyway. So I remember uh, approaching her and, and walking up to her as a gentleman that I was, I believe, at that time. And We exchanged numbers. We exchanged numbers. And as the night progressed and it got late, um, I I, I believe she left a little earlier uh, before the crazy people came out, like, you know, like myself, similar to like myself back in the day. And when I got home, uh, I called her. I I must have called her somewhere between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. You know, folks, when men call a woman around that time, you know, it's you know, men usually want some, But let me go on with the story. So I called her around that time. Surprisingly, she answered. Uh, the conversation started off well. And then somewhere within the conversation, I told her like, look, you know, I was kind of like bold and blunt Told her like, look, I want to come see you. I want to come see you. And you know, when men, when men, you meet somebody, you meet a woman at a restaurant or a club, wherever, wherever you may meet her, if somebody calls you three, four or five o'clock in the morning, they ain't coming just to see you. They come coming to uh, potentially do uh, what married people do. So I knew that deep in my heart, I wanted to do with her what married people do, if you know, quote unquote. Uh, but she told me, like, I'm not that type of woman. I don't know the type of woman that, that you meet, but I'm not that type of woman. So in other words, she was trying to tell me like um I came across the wrong one. And I got upset. I got upset uh, based on her response that, you know, I was like, oh, I'm handsome, like why she don't want to see me tonight. So I got upset at her and and I lit her up with profanity. I I I lit her up. And she got upset, not she didn't show the thought that she was upset at me, but she kindly and respectfully like said, look. I'm about to hang up the phone, the conversation ain't going nowhere, she is. so she got off the phone. And, and it was okay with me. So um, fast forward a few days, weeks, month went by, you know, um, throughout those times I tried to call her again, but she was ignoring me. She was ignoring me, and I'm like, man, I'm really feeling this girl. She seems like a good girl, a good woman, and I was really feeling it, and, and she just kept ignoring my calls. And finally she answered the call, she answered the phone. And then, you know, we started on the good foot and she was just sharing with me about what happened um, the night that we initially spoke on the phone. She told me that she didn't like how I came at her, that she wasn't that type of woman. And I, I apologized to her, you know, I apologized to her. And it's one thing that she said to me that stood out to me and it stays with me even to this day. And this is what God had to bring to my memory. This woman told me that when she got off the phone, and listen to me carefully. Let me clear my eyes. Listen to me carefully. She told me when she got off the phone, she said she prayed to God, begged God, pour out her soul to God, that God would change my heart, that I may one day know Jesus Christ this woman knew that I was so corrupt based on what came out of my mouth, like this dude is lost. He don't even know what he's saying. But this woman cried out loud to God on my behalf for me to be saved. Now, we know there's other things that happened along the way, but that never left me. And and I began to think about scriptures that, that, that could be relatable and based on my experience, because I know the Bible, Jesus spoke a parable about a persistent widow that men ought to pray and not faint. So we know the power of prayer. We know that when men and women pray, we ought to pray continuously knowing that God in heaven sits high and he, look, he, he looks low and he, he hears our prayers. He hears the prayers of the righteous. We know that the prayers of the righteous avail much, but this woman prayed for me. And I began to think about what other person in the Bible that prayed out and poured out their heart onto God. And voila, the Bible verse came to me. Hannah, Hannah, first Samuel chapter one, It was a woman named Hannah. And I'm not going to go too endeavor the to story. You could read it on your own. But Hannah was a woman that was barren. She couldn't have any children. But this is what Hannah, she was greatly distressed. So Knowing that she couldn't have any children, she was greatly distressed. So she prayed to God and she wept in anguish. That's how hurt she was. She wanted a child so bad that she prayed to God in anguish. Now watch this. And she kept on praying continually before the Lord to the point that her husband was watching her mouth. So Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips were moving and her voice was not heard. So she was speaking in her heart. Her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So her husband thought that she was drunk. She prayed so hard that her husband thought that she was drunk to the point where he wanted her to put that wine and all that stuff that she may have contained to put it away. And she told him, no, she said, no, I'm, um, she said, I'm a woman with despairing spirit. And she said, no, I haven't been drinking wine or any intoxicating drink. But what she did tell him that I have poured out, poured out, I got to say it again, I poured out my soul. Before the Lord, she was pouring out her soul to God, that God will bless her with a child. And I believe that this woman that I met years ago, many, many, many years ago, I believe that this woman had the same attitude that she fell on her knees and poured out her soul to God that one day I will be saved. So my question to you, when was the last time you poured out your soul for somebody else to be saved? God brought that back to my memory. When was the last time I prayed and poured out my soul for somebody's salvation? And that was an eye opener for me because I pray for people. I know the power of prayer. I pray, but just like Jesus said in the parable, that there's a woman that was persistent in her prayers, the widow, persistent. Hannah prayed to the point where she looked intoxicated. It's not one of those prayers like God saved him. It's like, God, you got to pour out your soul. So when was the last time you poured out your soul that somebody would be saved? It may be a friend. It may be a family member. It may be a co-worker. Or maybe a stranger. When was the last time you poured out your soul that someone may come to the knowledge of my lord and my savior jesus christ so i hope trust and pray that this message has blessed you it has truly blessed me and it was an eye-opener for me and and that's what it's about it's about doing better and being better being better than i was being better tomorrow uh, than i was today so i hope pray that this message has found you and that it bless you be blessed wait there's more what if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your Maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that He was sacrificed, He was buried and he rose on the third day. By believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized, you will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message, you' heard personal testimonies, but this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.